the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So today is the fifth Sunday of Kaopi, but um, usually on the fifth Sunday of every Coptic month, we pray the um, and we read the gospel uh, about the five loaves and two fish because God has blessed us with an extra uh, week. We usually remember that um, that the extra food that God gave uh, with only five loaves and two fish. But as an exception to that rule is when a feast of the Lord lands on that Sunday, as as it was today, the feast of the Annunciation landed today. So um, so we remember the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to uh, Saint Mary, and so that was what the reading was about today. We say that the Annunciation is the beginning of our salvation. It is the um, the start of the salvation of the human race. Um, when we talk about salvation, we have to first go back to the story of Adam and Eve, right? And why why there was a need for salvation in the first place. We know when Adam and Eve were created, he, they were created with God's image. So they were perfect. What does that mean to be created in God's image? They were holy. They were rational. They were able to speak to God. They were one with God. They were able to uh, be pure. In, in all purity and among other things too God granted us because he loves us and created us with that uh, with that great love that he had for us he grants us all of the qualities of even his own uh, self and so we were blessed to to have all of that but when we sinned of course sin entered into our nature and that divine image that image that we were created in became corrupted it became tainted and stained with sin because God of course has no sin and so therefore that image was ruined um, but soon after that happened we know that um, God promised Eve that you know one of your children would eventually um, crush the head of the serpent right and that he would bring salvation back to humanity <clears throat> What happened to humanity after the, the fall of Adam and Eve? <clears throat> they ended up forgetting about God, right? Though that they still felt that need to worship, they worshiped things that they saw, things that were sensual. They worshiped the sun, the moon, the, the cats and dogs and alligators. We know Egyptians used to worship cats and, and the sun god and, you know, the, the Horus, you know, the, uh, all these different uh, pagan deities, right? But what they all had in common, as well as uh, pagan deities all over the world, was that they were sensual. They were things that we saw and heard and tasted and, and felt like those, those kind of things. So we were looking for God in the wrong place. So humanity began to forget, right? It, humanity was now looking for God <clears throat> because we were created to worship Him, we were created to follow Him, but we forgot about Him. Right? And after Adam and Eve, through generations, we began now to worship God among the slime and the dirt uh, around the things of the earth. <clears throat> and of course, um, the, the other problem was, besides the corrupted nature and the fact that we were forgetting about Him and that we were looking for God in, like, on, the, on the central level, is, of course, we had the, the debt of the cross, right? That the cross uh, fulfilled and took, uh, Christ took our place on the cross and redeemed, uh, uh, redeemed us as a representative of a human being fulfilling all righteousness offered on the cross for the, for the sake of all. 
because he was united with his divinity. And so when you look at those three problems, what St. Athanasius calls the divine problem, the divine dilemma, right? That our corrupted nature, that we had this dead, we also had, um, you know, we f began to forget about God. So when we talk about the Annunciation, we really talk about the beginning of correcting these three problems that happened with Adam and Eve. So Christ, number one, united his divinity with our fallen humanity, and it was important to take that fallen humanity from St. Mary, our Holy Mother, and that fallen, corrupted humanity, he united it in the womb of St. Mary with his divinity. And because of that unity, he renewed our nature, he recreated our nature again to have that, uh, that pure nature. Also, because human beings were now looking uh, for God on the sensual level, right, on things they saw, Christ came down in the flesh, right, and taught us face to face so that we were able to see him, touch him, handle him, hear him, uh, be a witness to the Mary, many miracles. He spoke in languages that we could understand. And so there was no better way for God to come down and, and to renew the human uh, experience and to be one with God again, except that he first come down in the flesh and talk to us and deal with us as another human being. That was the best way for us to, to be like reunited with God. And then, of course, he offered that, uh, that life-giving flesh on the cross. Uh, and because he's united with his divinity with it, he rose again from the dead and ascended into the heavens. And so we know that this was the beginning of salvation. So when Archangel Michael, as we always have uh, an icon in every church about Archangel Michael's Annunciation to St. Mary, uh, I'm sorry, Gabriel, thank you. Um, Michael's right next to him. Uh, Archangel Gabriel, when he uh, announced it to St. Mary, um, we know that this is the beginning of salvation, right? This is the Annunciation, not just that St. Mary would give a virgin birth, but that the human race in general would be saved. So it is full of good news, full of joy, full of happiness, and we rejoice in this greatly, right? And so that's why it's one of the feasts in our church. Archangel Gabriel told her, um, you will call his name Jesus, for he will be the savior of the world. Right, And so he became the savior of the world and restored us uh, again uh, to himself. Uh, when the old man uh, Zacchaeus was um, doing to Christ what was customary to the law, he said, Lord, now you're letting your servant uh, depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. So he was holding the baby Jesus, <clears throat> and he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. He's still, you know, this, he's, Christ didn't do any miracles. He didn't give any of his teachings. He didn't, uh, he wasn't crucified on the cross yet. He didn't raise from the dead yet. Those are really the accomplishments of our salvation. But because he was able to see them in a spirit of prophecy, he saw that salvation was there already. It was already beginning. So it was full of good news, this, uh, this annunciation of the salvation of man, the reconciliation between heaven and earth and between man and God. And so we were finally uh, united through all the works that Christ our Lord did. <clears throat> but when we look at the annunciation, we say, wow, this is an amazing annunciation, right? But um, And it was the annunciation of salvation and it was the beginning of salvation. 
there are lots of other annunciations, right? When even with the story of the Nativity, we have the annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to uh, the father of Saint John the Baptist, for example. We have the annunciation of uh, the uh, angels to the shepherds, and who said, uh, "We bring you glad tidings of great joy." Uh, unto you is born the Savior of the world. And then they all rejoiced and said, Glory be to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill toward men. That was the good news. That was the good news. The word gospel, it means good news. That's the, the Greek word for good news. And so what is the good news of our faith? You know, when we, when we, if somebody were to ask us that, what is the good news of Christianity? How would you answer? Um, what kind of experiences, what kind of teachings would you say, what kind of joy that you've experienced would you express to the person who asks, what is the good news of your Christianity? And this is something we should all strive to discover firsthand so that we can easily communicate that to others. Christ, of course, brings much good news to us. And there's lots of these enunciations in, um, uh, in, the, in the Gospels. And we should be ready to announce that. Uh, how beautiful is it that we present the Annunciation of Salvation to everyone under some kind of challenge, especially in the year of 2020, the, the year that gives us uh, lots of presents. <laughs> and we, you know, a lot of people are, are alone. A lot of people are struggling. Uh, a lot of people could be sick or have lost, lo lo lost loved ones. Um, and their seclusion in a pandemic like we're suffering through and, and with the crazy election that we had. And, it, you know, all of these kind of bring uh, a lot, a big yoke on people. So we say th that there's a lot of people tired and under heavy kind of loads and heavy laden. Um, here the Lord says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we say to those who have broken hearts, the Lord has come for you and for the rest of your uh, rest of uh, humanity. It's uh, he who said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound in Isaiah chapter 61. So how beautiful it says in, in Romans, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Because right now these, these enunciations are necessary in our world today. We have to be like Archangel Gabriel, but not, not to St. Mary, but to the rest of the world. When we leave church today, we have to be the enunciators of Christ's mystery, of Christ's salvation that he brought to all of us, of the good things that he has given all of us that sometimes we take for granted and we don't think about oftentimes. But when we think about them and we experience them, we're now the enunciators like Archangel Gabriel. We become like small Archangel Gabriels. We go out into the world that is very desperately needing a good news message, a an annunciation of good tidings and great joy. So it's nice that if we make our mouths good, full of good words that rejoices people, good news that fills their hearts with joy and hope, uh, because it's greatly needed today. The Lord is ready to accept Him, whatever you know. What you know, He's able to accept us in whatever state we're in, um, even when we have gone astray. So this is this is great news that we can tell people out there. Um, 
And what greater annunciation can we give than the annunciation of salvation? This is really, if you were to ask, what is the greatest news that a human being can ever get? It is what Archangel Gabriel told St. Mary. This was the best news that a human being can get, that now there is salvation, there's reconciliation between God and man, and that we will be once again with him. And along with that, that our sins will be forgiven. Our sins will be forgiven is one of the greatest annunciations that we can ever give to anyone. And the Bible is sprinkled with uh, and saturated with these kind of uh, messages. So there's the great annunciation, but Christ himself and the Gospels and the Apostles give many, many, many annunciations within the Gospels that, that cover this. For example, when Christ uh, healed the paralytic man, he didn't just say, you are healed, but he said, uh, that your sins are forgiven. And then with the sinful woman who anointed his feet, uh, he said, your faith has saved you and go in peace. The most beautiful annunciations are the proclamations of forgiveness, of, of reconciliations, of a clear conscience. And, they are, um, and there are many from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ who himself says this. Even when he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they, know, they do not know what they do. And on the right, for the right-hand thief, he says, Today you will be with me in paradise. How beautiful is also the word of the Lord to the woman who was caught in the very act of sin. He says, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. The Apostle Peter, when he denied Christ three times, was expecting probably a rebuke and was probably on the verge of despair. But he went out, and, and it says in Matthew that he went out and wept bitterly. He wept very bitterly. Uh, but afterwards, after the resurrection, he heard the Lord uh, with his rejoicing annunciation saying, Feed my lambs, tend to my sheep, that your position is, is established and, and I forgive you. An annunciation will bring more joy if it's not expected like that, right? And so the world right now is not expecting any good news. If you go and talk to people outside, they're not expecting any kind of good news. So when good news comes their way, it's going to be much more well-received. It is now a time for us to really proclaim the gospel to those who are around us. It's, they, it's needed uh, to see that kind of a cheerful, uh, happy uh, person. And they'll ask, why is that so? And then that will be the beginning of you talking about the gospel. Uh, there's a story of a... Um, a Muslim uh, woman and a, and a Christian woman, and they were both went to work, and the Christian woman came into work uh, very happy. And the Muslim woman asked, well, why are you so happy? You know, what's going on there? You know, you seem very excited and, and happy. And so she said, because today we begin our fasting. And, you know, she was struck by that. And that was the beginning of her, and she eventually converted and became Christian because of this encounter with cheerfulness and joy. Um, he also says, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. He announced to them that he will rise again from the dead, and they will see him. He announced to them also that another beautiful annunciation, which is, I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 
And what's more beautiful than these kind of uh, annunciations, that where Christ is, that we will be with him in utter joy and peace and, and security. He made them another annunciation as well, which is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So may we all of, all of us be announcing to people the receiving of the Holy Spirit as well, that the Holy Spirit is present among us and um, that we are not just to receive the Holy Spirit, but we actually become temples of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And there's so many other annunciations that Christ gives. For example, he says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. It's, it's a good and rejoicing annunciation that the Lord will always be with us and that we are never going to be alone. He says, uh, Rather, for there where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Another annunciation, another proclamation. And also his word, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, which we read today in Matthews. So let's not forget also the annunciation of divine protection that he gives us, right? Uh, the very hairs of your head are all numbered, and that we, every hair that falls off of our head, they're all numbered, and he will always remember every pain and every suffering that we go through. He says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And his word to the Apostle St. Paul, Do not be afraid, for I am with you, and no one will attack you or hurt you. So he gives us these amazing annunciations. In Revelations, he says, To him who overcomes, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations, and I will give him the morning star. In Revelations uh, chapter 2 and 7 and 11 and, and, all, and sprinkled all throughout the uh, Revelations. The Lord also makes a very other, another very important um, uh, annunciation, which is annunciation about eternity, right? That we will be taken to that heavenly Jerusalem and dwell there all the days of our life. The place at a, uh, where eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. This is an, a, a kind of a marvelous annunciation about the life and eternity. It exceeds even all of our imaginations and logic that we, you know we're going to dwell in this place that will bring such joy um, and uh, it motivates us to overcome any challenge that we have in this life and to join so that we can join the Lord in order to enjoy uh, the, the power of that annunciation the Apostle uh, adds another annunciation he says then we who are alive will and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So looking to that eternal life gives us comfort in this life. It gives us joy in this life because we know, of course, that we are just uh, travelers in this world. How sweet and how beautiful it is to meditate on these things. We should think about these and, and dedicate some of the time in, in our day to think about that, um, that the world that we live in today is just temporary and that our true eternal life will begin in heaven and it will be for eternity. In Christianity, therefore, there are many beautiful and deep and moving matters that we can enunciate to people. 
but the most beautiful of them is God himself and his relationship with human beings. God loves humanity. Um, he's the benefactor. He's the philanthropic one, right? The lover of mankind. The benefactor and, uh, who controls everything. He's fairer than the sons of men, as uh, Psalms 45 says. Uh, and he's beautifully done everything. His what, what's called the divine economy or the divine plan that he had to uh, restore us. It's it's really an amazing story and a very beautiful story um, that he created us in his image in the first place. And then when we sinned and stumbled, he didn't leave us, but also restored us and and came in the flesh and endured all sorts of things for our sake. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The, the annunciation of forgiveness and redemption and um, the love of God, these are the most beautiful matters which Christianity can communicate to the world, that we can communicate to others around us. Not just because we want to preach and, and bring them to our church so that they can be baptized, but genuinely, out of compassion, the world needs that positive message that Christianity has, the, the, the message that, that upholds us even through difficult times, that we are blessed to have, but that others as well need. And if we have not fully experienced that, it's time we do, because why not accept the gifts that God freely wants to give you, not just wants to, but is passionate about giving you, and that you can in, enjoy these great things and great peace and joy even through difficult times. And God says uh, in the, through the psalmist, uh, the David the prophet, he says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. He is merciful and forgiving. He's the good Lord. <clears throat> God gives us things that before we even ask of Him. And so we should announce to people that God is like the good shepherd as well, who carries the joyful and carries joyfully um, all of those who follow Him upon His shoulders, as uh, Luke chapter 15 says. We announce to people that God is the safekeeper, the deliverer, the rescuer, the restorer of any kind of injustice that occurs in the world. <clears throat> we have our hope in the Him in this. And most and last, we should announce that God is the, um, the God of love and that he loves us. And uh, let a rejoicing word be in the mouths of all of us about God's love and that um, he welcomes everybody and that love is accessible to everyone in the world. And that all things work together for good for those who love God in return. So let us all have that cheerfulness uh, uh, demeanor when we go out into the world. Um, let, let let cheerfulness and let words be um, seasoned with salt so that we can bring joy and, and peace uh, to others. Let's not be negative or cynical in, in difficult times, but let's always be positive. Let's always uh, point to Christ our Lord who always restores everything that we have. Uh, even if things go astray, we know that God is always with us. Um, So even if we have trouble articulating the good news of the gospel, at least let's work on not being negative. Uh, let those around us kind of be relaxed. Uh, let our like our let our demeanor be kind of like a relaxed soul. That anyone who hears us also gets a little bit of rest during these difficult times. 
Um, so optimism and expecting good to happen, those are the kind of qualities we should be facing out there. Uh, we should have that, you know, through God's grace, that heart that's full of hope and always have a good, good enunciation inside of us, always receive that good enunciation inside of us so that our words can be reflecting what is inside of us as well. And uh, may God always protect us and be with us and have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and may that good message always live and that joy always live in our lives, to whom be glory forever. Amen.